Yeah, so I, I was thinking about it since I since I read your question and I was like, yeah, kind of difficult to actually uh, remember what was the first time I went to the cinema, which is something I've always wanted to remember because I know it's like a question that you get asked very often, but sadly, I don't know. Um, but what I know is, I mean, I, I do have a lot of memories of going to the cinema as a, as a child because my parents... Um, really liked going to the cinema and they always took me with them. Um, so I, I have memories of going every year to see the new Woody Allen film and I, and I, and I obviously have memories that precede that when we went to, to see um, Home Alone 2 after having seen Home Alone at home and um, how excited about, I was about that. But, um, and, and many, many other films, but in terms of something that was particularly um, striking or that I think marked my my relationship with going to the cinema or with the movies in general, I, I remember by mistake my mom, um, she 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 was an avid cinema goer and and and, and we you, we used to live in Barcelona and there was certain cinemas that would show films in original version but not that many. And um, she used to go to those. And uh, she took me to this um, Austrian film that she thought it would be appropriate for me for some reason. And it turned to be uh, Funny Games. And yeah, I was definitely too young for that film. Um, I was probably around 12. And um, um, it's strange because I tend to forget films and plots and, 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 and unless I see them uh, twice or, or, or more times but um, in this case it's just like um, really scary how this film got into me and how those images have remained in my ingrained in my brain um, ever since which is I guess more than 25 years ago so 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 yeah so that's that's something very important because I've never been able to watch that film again but I just I've I've never felt the need because it was it was kind of a traumatizing experience but also I just remember it so vividly that I I I, I wouldn't put myself through that again um now maybe maybe I just don't want to challenge that memory either you know yeah. maybe maybe it just feels different now probably so so yeah, that I remember. I think that that kind of somehow marked some sort of maturity in my relationship with, with cinema. As from that moment on, something changed, I guess. Was it kind of seeing Funny Games that, I don't know about you, but for me there was kind of a period or a few films that I saw that where it went from I'm, I'm just watching a film to actually starting to think about mm. film as a, a thing? Yeah. Yeah, I think that probably came a little bit later. Um, I think I was interested in, in cinema um, from a kind of, I don't know if that's a good way of putting it, but from a passive point of view, like I was interested in the stories and how the movies make me feel. Um, but it was not until I actually started university um, and actually it was the very first uh, day. This uh, teacher 
which was I was very excited to have her as a teacher. She's a very um, famous um, film theorist and, and writer in in Spain. And and the first thing she did when we entered the classroom, the, the lights were off, and um, she just started a film, a scene of a film, without saying hello, not introducing herself, anything, not welcome. I mean, it was our first university day. We were all like seventeen, and um, and 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 it was this scene from. Uh, from a Hitchcock film, uh, Spell, Spellbound. Oh, yeah. and, um, and it was this scene uh, in the, in there in a, in a restaurant and, and there was basically, a, it was a shot, reverse shot uh, between Ingrid Bergman and, and Gregory Peck. And um, she just showed us that exchange and then turned the lights on and, and also started to explain what we just saw was. In a way, I found that very strange, and but also very inspiring because I had never thought of 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 how actually a movie was constructed. So I think that was clearly the first enlightening moment in which someone told me what very simple and basic, but what a f shot reverse shot meant, and that was the main basic unit of uh, cinematic grammar to construct films. So I think that was my my first click, and actually I think that triggered. Um, an interest that I explored further um, later on, which was to make films, not only to, to, to watch them or analyze them or study them, but that I think triggered, that was the first instant in which, um, in which I was fascinated by how to make them or deconstruct them, yeah. And I think she put it in a very beautiful way, like her way of describing the shot reverse shot was a pair of eyes that look at another pair of eyes that look at that first pair of eyes. So, so yeah, I was really um, captivated by, by that simple. It's interesting as well, because obviously when you're just watching films and kind of growing up watching films, obviously it's just a, a stream, but then if you, someone takes a piece of it and you just watch that in isolation, it's a very straight, yeah, the first time that happens, it's a very kind of strange yeah, experience. Exactly. exactly. So you mentioned you were studying at university was that what we were you studying film or? um yeah i mean it was not purely film i mean it was it was called uh, film studies and uh, audiovisual communication so it was a bit broader and um and i originally studied it i mean i was interested in cinema but i think my main drive was um i was just interested in writing so it was i think it was more of a journalistic approach that i had originally um to cinema so um, the university was quite uh, prestigious because of the teachers there and, and, and they were all like um, very respected uh, writers and theorists. So it had a bit of a name in, in that area of film studies. So I think that, that made me interested as well. And, um, but really it was, it was, I was not very aware of uh, what I was getting into. It was more during those four years that I actually developed a, the passion, actually. Yeah. It was not there at the beginning. It was more curiosity. Um, it became passion. And actually, I remember how... I mean, I had seen lots of films, like, really at, at, my, at my house. Like, my parents do... Um, did go a lot to the cinema. My brother as well, he's, he works in film as well, and, and he's older than me, so he was always, like, a like a um, cinephilia uh, model for me. And um, I remember all those Westerns on, on TV all, all the time and, and, and things like that. But 
but when I when I got there in that first year, they they gave us um one of the first days they gave us a list of films that we were supposed to have seen by the end of the term. And I remember being very scared because like most of them I had never known of. And 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 I thought at that time that I had some idea of like cinema history or cinema culture. Um, so that was a good uh, reality check. And then I started from that list. So that's when I started to encounter a lot of filmmakers that are very important to me today, actually. But yeah, that first moment of like, it's like the iceberg, right? Like you, you just, yeah. Yeah, well, all of a sudden, yeah, you think, oh, this is, that's what film is. And then yes. it's just like the whole world yes. opens up. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's interesting how working in film affects your taste in cinema. So I'd be interested to know what kind of were your favorite films or films that you were, that you loved around that time when you started studying film? Yeah. I think, well, one of the um, one of the first um, discoveries uh, for me, um, one of the experiences that I really um, cherish and, and 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 has defined who I am today as a as, a, as an spectator, but also as a human, I guess, um, was um, discovering Karastami's work, and um, it was through that list, and and his name was there, and and. And I, obviously my way of tackling, not my way only, but all of us in, in, in the school, our way of going through that list and navigate all those filmmakers was basically the library of the, of the university and then all the VHS collection and, and some DVDs as well. But then those little monitors um, in a room where you would be able to just watch the films with your headphones. And that's the way I saw most of those films. And it's amazing how I, I mean, how was I was able to 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 just be um, totally captivated in those conditions? You know, now it seems like very improbable, but uh, but yeah, and and that's how I saw um, uh, where is my friend's house by Karasami, and um, I remember being blown away by 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 how could a film do that, and and it I think it was like an epiphanic moment in my in my in my. Um, Cinephilia, and um, obviously from that moment on, I started to 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 just dig deeper into his work and, and see all of his films, which now I've seen uh, multiple times. But um, but that first instant of connection with a film in which we would see um, a char a character just like um, trying to do something and finding so many obstacles to, to in order to 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 do that but just like be that character be put into action by by some like um desire of helping someone else that was so pure and that was so um unheard of for me that um in a in a in a movie and that that how essential would that whole thing uh, become it was almost like as if I, he was talking about something more transcendent in in life that how those images would just transcend um, the story and how that that film that was so simple and and so artisanal even could just like have so many dimensions um, even philosophical I guess I don't know it was just so intense and so rich and so uh, simple at the same time that um I, yeah it, it just blew my mind but um so so that was that was Kirsami. but then yeah so 
I think those first years of, of studying film, I don't know if this is common, I think it might be, but definitely it happened to me. Um, in this environment of academia, you just get very um, stuck in, in, in those things and, and, and it's very, very difficult for you to see beyond that. And um, for me, anything that would like have anything to do with mainstream or with um, with uh, commercial cinema was like not interesting. I was like very dismissive, um, and and I think that's, I mean, I I, I think that's ridiculous now. Uh, but um, but yeah, it was like that for several years. But I think that was very useful because it, in any in any case, it helped me. Um, go deeper into into those into those filmmakers and those body of works and 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 there's um, yeah I mean you always need like a path you always need like a route and 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 obviously there's there's a lot of films out there and and you always need to create your own um, your own path and your own journey so so yeah I think it was more. Um, well, obviously, you you grow up, you start to try different things, and you you become more open-minded, which is always very good. But I think it has to do a lot with my with my job as a programmer, in which you need to leave aside a little bit your personal taste and think of your responsibility as someone who is bringing films to other people and to an audience. So I think that has been key um, in 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 me opening up to different types of cinema and not only appreciating it but also enjoying it, which is something I, I was not able to to do before. I was interested. You mentioned about um, being interested in the actual practical side of filmmaking. At what point, kind of, was that during university? And then, yeah. how did kind of programming become kind of the the focus or direction? Yeah. So. I think the two things happened at the same time. I was uh, it was during those four first first four years of university that um, I developed my interest in in film uh, from a from an analytical and, and writing point of view, and um, and then at the same time my interest in in filmmaking because we had some um, some courses um, at university in which we had to write a script or direct some scenes or things like that. Um, so, so I started to have to develop some curiosity in in the making as well. So when I graduated, I decided to go to film school. So, so yeah, after my 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 BA, I went to study filmmaking in in a film school that is in Cuba, which was <laughs> I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's um it's a very it's a very special place. Um, probably my favorite place in the world. And uh, it's a school that is isolated from anything else. It's 40 kilometers away from, from Havana. And um, it's just surrounded by orange trees and fields and, and there's really nothing around. Um, so it's, it's, like a, it's like a bubble, really. Um, the, the time I spent there, um, there was no really internet. So it was like, three full years of disconnection from the outside world and only dedicated to watching films and reading and just um, writing and, and thinking and just um, discussing with, with other people. So it was just like very, very, um, I mean, really key in my formative uh, experience and, and, and also time that normally, I mean, 
it's very difficult to have such a pure um, idea of time, you know, like normally in your normal life, you, you just need to, to combine all those things with, with um, a lot of other responsibilities and paying rents and, and stuff like that. But for those three years, I was able to not think about anything else than cinema, really. So, so, so that was a luxury, and not to mention the amazing um, teachers that came um, to the school, like, um, like Lucrecia Martel came to to to, <laughs> to the school, and and we were like only six students. I mean, not six students in the school, but like in my speciality, which was screenwriting. Um, she would just come and and and, and teach us for like two weeks. Um, Carlos Regadas, like we had a lot of Latin American directors, but not only we also had um, people from Europe, and 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 they would just use a translator because the majority of the of the students are from Latin America or Spain. Um, so yeah, so that was an, an incredible uh, life changing um, experience, and I learned so much during uh, those three years. I I cannot, I mean, yeah, it's. Um, it's uh, it's something I'm very grateful for. So so yeah, during those years, I I, I developed uh, my filmmaking side. Also, when I graduated, I came to London originally for an MA in directing. So my specialization in Cuba was screenwriting. So this was like the perfect complement because I was always interested in doing both. It was never one or the other, but always both. So so that was great. And um, but but at the same time. Before going to Cuba, I had like uh, a couple of experiences uh, working in the film industry. Um, one of them in um, in a film shoot of a commercial movie. I just wanted to see how that worked and how that felt for me. So I, I just um, worked as a um, as a runner in the directing department. And it was great. We were shooting for three months. It was actually a very long shoot, and it, it was a lot of fun. And I did learn some stuff. But um, I very, very quickly realized that I, I didn't want to get into that. I mean, because originally at university, they, they seem to tell you that if you want to make films, you should start doing that, just getting into that um, process of working in other people's films and until you just... But I, I just think that's completely wrong. That has nothing to do with making films. That's just an industrial structure that, that was very different from the films I wanted to make. So so it was actually as different as working in a in a bakery shop. So, so yeah, no, no. I realized very quickly that was not for me. And at the same time, I did another work placement internship in a, in a very um, good institution there in Barcelona called, well, it's CCCB, which is the Center of Contemporary Culture in Barcelona. And they have an amazing um, cinema program called Eccentric, mostly based on uh, avant-garde and experimental cinema. And I worked there just like, obviously, as a programming assistant and print traffic and... But um, the team is very small, so I was very close to the to the to the programmers, and and that was my first um, my first experience into into programming, curation, distribution, and 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 I was um, really interested in that immediately. So it happened at the same time. One thing didn't interest me at all, and so the answer was very clear. You know, like I tried those both both those things to to know. So 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 then I went to film school, and then. 
and then that naturally happened i i I wanted to to keep making films, but I knew it was like a very personal kind of um, underground project of mine um, that was very not linked to making money. Um, and I knew that in terms of career, I, I, I wanted to, to get into distribution and obviously curating programming and festivals were very attractive to me as well. So so that was it, That was it was that one. Um, experience that made it clear for me um, which obviously was like um, fed by all these years of, 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 of cinephilia right um, and then and then I came to London and when I was when I was doing my I was writing and, and researching for my dissertation at this um, filmmaking MA I did at the University of Westminster um, I was writing on Freeze Marker and um, I needed to watch um, some stuff that I was not able to find anywhere. Um, and suddenly, just researching and spending time on, on, on Google, um, I came across Mubi. And um, this was um, eight years ago. And, um, and yeah, I was able to watch those films I was looking for on this platform, uh, which was very different from what it is today. But um, but yeah, I, I I immediately wonder what who was behind that and what was that and how was that even possible and how amazing it was. And I started to actually um, spend a lot of, of time on the database side and just like rating films and adding films to my watch list and creating lists and things like that. And I, and I just grew very fond of, of, of what the product was. So at some point I, I just decided to get in touch and, and, and show my enthusiasm. Um, and, that's, um, and that's how I became part of it. Obviously, so you're now the, the director of programming at MUBI. Um, what do you think MUBI's role is in cinema, kind of now and kind of in the future going forward? Well, I think um, MUBI's role in, the, in, the, in, in, in cinema and cinema culture is key for several reasons, but mainly because of um, access. I think access is, is the key word. I think, um, I think nowadays there is a very big disconnect between, um, between the mainstream and, and, and what the cinemas are mainly, not all, not all of them of course, I'm just like generalizing, but what cinemas are going for in terms of, of um, securing audiences um and 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 then this other universe of um of festivals that is um and and and, and i guess film critics that you could put into that that same bag um that are it's it's a little bit of an endogamic circle in which a lot of people are making films um seemingly for themselves and and and, and those films are not able to to get to the other um, side of the bridge, um, which is the audiences that are only being served by those um, multiplexes and, and, and yeah. So, so I think movie's role in this is, is, is very key and very clear as well. Um, movie is accessible in every country in the world and to every uh, one. And, um, and what we are trying to do is to offer a continuous, ongoing and sustained and consistently uh, coherent um, offer program of, of films that, that go from the early days of cinema until um, 
Locarno who finished last week. Um, by doing that, we are trying to put things in context and we are trying to put films to dialogue one with one another and, and, and trying to put a, a retrospective of Douglas Sirk next to up-and-coming filmmakers that are making shorts uh, for Oberhausen and see how those things um, um, can coexist. And also, what it's important is that Obviously, there are things happening in the real world that are similar, but not everyone has access to that. So, if you live in a in a in a village in north um, of Scotland and you don't have a multiplex, you don't have um, an art house cinema nearby, you have movie and and movie is going to be there to to serve you all these films that actually. Going back to the festivals, like those films are being written extensively about in a lot of magazines and a lot of publications and are being talked about in podcasts, but who is able to see them like beyond the people who go to the festivals? And that's a very um, limited um, amount of group of people. So, so, so that's what we are trying to do. We are trying to bring back to the audiences the cinema that is being made that we think is very interesting, that we think is kind of like pushing boundaries and that we think it's a result of all that tradition and history of cinema that we are also championing and we think it's as important. Um, because also that's that's also true. Like I don't think in in, in the landscape of other platforms, VOD uh, or platforms, there is a lot of um, interest in, in, in the history of cinema. And um, obviously there are some that, that do pay attention to that, but like, but like if you look at Netflix and, 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 and I mean, it's known that there are no films preceding the 60s on, on the platform, right? So, so, so that's very important for us and, 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 and we wanna make that very clear and we want to also to, to remove the, um, the filter of um, academicism that those things have, you know, it's like, we want to make those things sound approachable and we want people to, to just feel like that's something for them because, because that's what we think. That's, that's, I mean, it's an invitation. You may not like it, but we just want to feel that everyone can, 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 can watch Godard films and that they are not necessarily just intellectual, um, boring stuff, but something that you may get um, something out of from. So, so yeah, I think that's what movie is important for. Movie is important for the access and also to, in a way, there's some level of um, educational um, angle as well. Um, and as you know, we've, I don't know if you know, but we are, we have been working um, with, um, with film schools around the world in this film schools project and giving uh, movie subscriptions to all film students uh, for the duration of their course. Um, and as well to, to, to film uh, professors and teachers. So um, I think that's very um, illustrative of how MUBI wants to become also a tool for people to develop their um, and nourish their cinephilia and their cinema knowledge. And again, um, the access to, to things that may otherwise not be available anywhere else, at least not legally. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of, at least for me, what one of the um, when you start becoming interested in wanting to explore cinema, that's when, at least when I did, which was probably, you know, when it was twenty two thousand nine maybe, which obviously was better than it was before then, but there was still kind of 
you can find these lists of films or you look at a festival and go, oh, that film sounds amazing. All the reviews are amazing. Oh, wait three years and then maybe exactly. I'll be able to see it. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I think, yeah, one of the things I find is like the balance that movie does, like you were saying, between older stuff and retrospectives of films and then, yeah, brand new. So I think um, a few years ago I saw Arabian Nights when it was, I saw it at Kalavivari. And then it's like, well, when am I going to be able to see it again? But then, obviously, movie release that. So, yes, yeah, it's stuff yes. like that that's... It kind of feels like the perfect yeah. thing that no one else... Nothing else kind of does that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, one of the things I wanted uh, to ask about was, obviously, movie now distributes films as well. What kind of... Obviously, the filmmakers whose films movie distributes are often films that are at festivals that are probably not going to get kind of a traditional release, or if they do, it's going to be a long time down the line. How important is kind of having a relationship with the f- those kind of filmmakers? And what, ki- what kind of is the best way of that working to distribute those films? Um, yeah, so just wanted to point out that Arabian Nights was our first um, theatrical uh, release, yes. Um, yeah, it was a kamikaze uh, project. So, so yeah. Well, in terms of our theatrical releases, um, I think there is um, so far there's been um, uh, again a balance. I think balance is a very key word as well uh, for defining movies um, ethos. Um, but th- there's been a balance between one hand. Uh, which kind of replicates what I was saying between the old and the new, uh, but uh, on the programming. Uh, but there's a balance between new filmmakers and, and debut films that, that we think are remarkable and, and deserve attention, and also um, um, more like established voices uh, and auteurs that, that we follow and, 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 and have already a following, but we just want to give more visibility to. So I think so far we've we've releasing films that that um, are in both those categories. Like for example, in terms of debut films, we distribute theatrically a film called Baden Baden by um, by this uh, female filmmaker Rachel Lang, which we thought it was uh, fantastic, and we brought it out of Berlin. And then and then this other debut film um, called The Happiest Day in the Life of Oli Mackie, which is this Finnish boxing. Um, romance um, also an extraordinary debut but then at the same time we've released the latest Philip Garrell or the latest Eugene Green and one of our recent acquisitions is um, Godard's um, latest so I think that gives a very clear idea of how we, we, we champion both new voices and established voices um, and I think that kind of defines our mission in terms of what, what we are uh, bringing to, to cinemas and um, but then but then that continues on the platform like like it, it's not only reserved to to the to the theatrical films like on the platform we have this um, this strand that we've called special discoveries and it's been going on for um, a year and a half now and um, our commitment with our audience is to 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 bring every month uh, at least one if not two. Uh, films that have been premiering in festivals in the past year, so they are like super, super new, and um, to present them globally as well to to our global audience, which is um, super important for us. 
because that's I think one of the key differentiating factors of, of movie as a platform the fact that it's available and accessible everywhere from every country so so yeah within that that strand we've um, been presenting works um, again all the new we've been presenting a restoration of another Godard film that was kind of rediscovered last year in Locarno but then a lot of debut films um, and by doing that we just grow very close to the filmmakers because in when we when we present these films these are films that sometimes don't even have a sales agent or just were presented in festivals and had a very um, healthy and successful festival run but beyond that there are no commercial um, aspirations so sometimes we deal with the filmmakers directly in order to to put them on the platform and um, and they feel always very very excited to be working with us which is which is great, and, and, and normally they are um, willing to even write an intro text that we can publish in the notebook, and, um, and that helps um, enormously to, 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 to project to our audience how, how we are bringing them more than the film itself, but it's also our relationship with the filmmaker and, 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 and some sort of um, insight into how the film was um, uh, made. So, so I think in that sense, it's very important for us to be close to the filmmakers and also to know what they are doing next and, and, and just follow their, their, their career. Like for example, within our discoveries, we launched our discoveries with um, um, a film called Le Parc uh, by Damien Manivel. Um, which is a film we all fell in love with. It was not his debut. We already liked uh, his previous work, but um, but that was we we felt it was a great film to launch the strand with because it perfectly embodied what what we wanted that um, strand to be. And uh, a year later, we we showed on the strand as well his following film, uh, his new film, and the night I swam. Um, which he co-directed with a um, Japanese director, but um, but that was beautiful in a way, and 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 we really, we really, I mean, we are really interested in in following the the directors that we that we showcase and and establishing a relationship with them. So in a way, that's one of the things that defines movie as a brand as well. That that feels close to the makers of the films as much as close to the audience. So we want to be in between and facilitate some some sort of um, dialogue or relationship between between both. It's not just the film itself; it's everything that surrounds it as well. Yeah, I was just going to say we were saying with there being more around the film. One fan with uh, the the night I swam with the little um notebook. There was kind of yes. a little conversation. And yes, I almost thought it kind of feels almost like you've seen it at a festival and you've had like the little Q and A afterwards. Or exactly, the, yeah. exactly. That's, that's the idea, no? Or, or in a more home entertainment way, it would be like the extras of the DVD, right? But a lot of things that enrich your experience and make you feel closer to, to the film and actually to the people who made it, which um, it's, you don't always have access to that, but when you do it kind of makes a difference, right? So yeah, particularly for the night of Swam, it was um, we were able to publish like a beautiful um, excerpt from the diary of the of the process. Um, so so yeah, that was that was great. But also sorry, but also on that, on that point, what is just beautiful is to see how the filmmakers are very happy to work with us on on the, on that. I think that's very 
valid feels very validating that we are just doing the right thing and and we just should keep doing doing it you know the fact that that they themselves like movie and like their work to be on our platform um it's i guess flattering yeah <laughs> i just wanted to come back to the um you know saying about the your taste in film changing so say kind of what your film taste is like now through obviously now having programmed and curated and working at movie and having seen I guess so many more films than when you were first studying yeah that's yeah. a difficult that's question that's a really <laughs> difficult question um, what I can say is that yeah what I was saying before it's just like I'm definitely much more open now and I'm able to enjoy things and, and really like things that um, I would have never imagined some years ago like um, how, a f how a filmmaker like Douglas Sirk, for example, has become one of my favorite American filmmakers. And, and well, we were very happy to do a retrospective of his work uh, earlier this year. Um, it's something um, I would have never believed. Um, or, or, or how I, I, I've grown very interested in, in, in classical Hollywood films and um, also in genre. Like, genre was something that didn't really interest me before. I was much more into just personal um, views on, on, on or the constructions of, of, of genre, but not pure exercises in genre. Um, so, so, yeah, definitely I'm just, like, much more open and um, much more inclined to, to, to almost try anything. Um, but but still, but I I think still my 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 the filmmakers that were important to me when I started watching movies I I think they are still. Uh